Milford Sanders ran as fast as he could along the narrow corridor to the computer laboratory. He was an overweight man in his late forties and his remaining wiry hair fluttered about his head. Sebastian, he yelled as he threw open the door. Sebastian, turn on the TV. Oh wow, Milford, Sebastian replied. I don't think I've ever seen you run before. What's going on? Sebastian was the younger of the two, just thirty and still in reasonable shape. He smiled to himself as he watched Milford wheeze and pant as he lumbered over and switched on the television. It's on every channel, Milford continued breathlessly. Sebastian watched as the image on the screen moved in and out of focus. It depicted what looked like an enormous black shape hovering over a city, followed by thousands of smaller shapes emerging from it. The image suddenly shifted, showing the ground retreating rapidly before cutting out altogether. What the? Sebastian began before Milford cut him off. Just watch, Milford said, wiping the sweat from his flushed brow. The image on the screen changed to a better view of the alien ship, taken from further away. The ship looked to be roughly the same size as the city it shadowed, the thousands of smaller ships buzzing around it like insects. From the information bar at the bottom of the screen, Sebastian was able to determine they were watching footage from Sydney, Australia. The alien ship looked black against the bright early morning sunshine, its shape irregular and imposing. Thin towers of dark metal stuck out from it, seemingly at random. The smaller ships flew down to the city below before returning to the larger ship, back and forth in a never-ending stream. The alien vessel has begun to move north along the coast, the voice of a reporter said as the image continued to be displayed on screen. All attempts to communicate with it have gone unanswered. From what we've seen, the smaller ships are abducting people from the streets, from their homes, their businesses, and taking them into the larger vessel. We don't yet know for what purpose, and our prayers are with them. The image changed to a newsroom where an immaculate young woman was holding her hand to an earpiece as she received an update. We're getting reports of F-18s being dispatched from Richmond Air Force Base, she said to the camera. They'll be in range of the alien vessel any moment now. Tom, Tom, can you make them out? The image cut back to the long-range shot of the alien ship. There was a sudden roar as six F-18s flew low over the cameraman and along the coast towards the Opera House. There they are, Tom said, his voice describing what the camera was showing. They're changing course now and approaching the alien vessel. The small ships don't seem to have noticed them yet. They're climbing now, going in for an attack run. They'll be in range any... No, Lucy, are you getting this in the studio? They're dropping. They're just falling from the sky. The image showed the six F-18s plummet to earth. Two crashed into the harbour, while the remaining four descended into the city, followed by a large explosion and clouds of debris. The planes are down, Tom said, a hint of panic creeping into his voice. I didn't see an attack from the alien ship, but they're down. I don't see any parachutes. As Tom spoke, the image showed one of the smaller alien crafts moving towards him. It looked black, just like the larger ship, but had discernible wings behind what appeared to be a cockpit. There was no obvious method of propulsion, and it moved with more grace and speed than anything native to Earth, natural or man-made. Lucy, Tom continued as the image jerked wildly as the cameraman ran. Where? The screen went black before cutting back to Lucy in the studio. She was visibly upset, half standing from her chair as she looked at the monitor behind the camera. Tom, Tom, she said, can you hear me? Upon noticing the red light on the camera, she composed herself and returned to her seat, brushing her hands down her pale jacket as she did so. We've momentarily lost contact with our reporter in the field, she said. I'm being told that the station is switching over to the emergency broadcast network. 
Keep watching for information of your nearest evacuation centre and may God be with you. The image switched to a line of text displaying evacuation zones for the various districts of Sydney before quickly being replaced by a BBC reporter who began to discuss the footage. Switch it off, Sebastian said as he continued to stare dumbfounded and disbelieving at the screen. He removed the mobile phone from his pocket before remembering that all wireless signals were blocked, even if they could pass through the mile of stone and dirt that separated them from the surface. The American-European Alliance mainframe was housed in a secret bunker deep beneath Glastonbury Tor. Milford Sanders and Sebastian Carruthers, the two foremost minds in artificial intelligence, had been recruited to build an intelligence system that could coordinate the combined military forces of so many nations in the event of war. Your phone won't work, Milford said helpfully. No, no, I know, Sebastian replied. It's just my wife. Do you think she knows?